0: One of my articles, The Next American Civil War is Upon Us, has been growing in popularity on my blog over at jimstroud.com. So much so, I decided to do this shortened podcast version here. Uh, Please check out the full version and subscribe to my blog while you're at it. If you do, I will very much appreciate it. I'll leave a link to the long article uh, in the podcast description. And here begins the podcast version of said article. Yesterday, the media declared Joe Biden as president-elect of the United States. People celebrated. People lamented. It was the very spark of a new civil war. You see, many are under the impression that the media calls out the winner of the election. They do not. When George Bush ran against Al Gore for the U.S. presidency, the media declared Al Gore as the winner. Yet, there were recounts, and indeed, George Bush was the winner much to the chagrin of Al Gore supporters. Today, history is repeating itself before our very eyes. However, this time, I think the effects would be far worse for our country. I speculate why I say that after this word from my sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Black History Quiz because it takes more than a month to learn our history. History is not black and white, it's complicated. America was built on slave labor, yet blacks owned slaves as well. The Republican party was founded to abolish slavery, but today most blacks vote Democrat. And sometimes, just sometimes, African kings marry white. No matter the race, people are complicated, filled with contradictions and change with the times. To view history through the lenses of today's culture cheats the learner of the full story. Black History Quiz is a newsletter that shares facts you might not have learned in school and certainly did not learn from mainstream media. Black History Quiz educates, sparks debate, and often puts history in a brand new light. Visit blackhistoryquiz.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter. No matter your perspective of history, you will not be disappointed. BlackHistoryQuiz.com. Despite the celebrations and media reports, Joe Biden is not the president of the United States yet. And that's because the winner of the presidential election is not official until the Electoral College meets and casts their votes. As of now, the Electoral College cannot decide anything because of the various lawsuits in play. Court proceedings are guaranteed to happen in Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Arizona. It has also been speculated that the Supreme Court won't allow any litigation to proceed beyond inauguration as that would lead to a constitutional crisis. As such, a relatively quick decision on election matters is likely. There is historical precedent for this. Check out this quote from the History.com article, how the 2000 election came down to a Supreme Court decision. The case, according to Hazen's book, put the Florida election under a microscope, examining election machines, voter lists, vote counting rules, the state's poorly drafted election statutes, partisan election officials, and the role of courts. At that point, there were actually two key votes, Hazen says. The first was a 7-2, determination that the Florida recount, as it was being conducted, was unconstitutional on the grounds that there was no clear standards that were being applied consistently to all ballots. Then, by a 5-4 to vote, the court declared that time had run out to devise a remedy. That stopped the process with Bush ahead. The decision resulted in one of the most controversial Supreme Court decisions in American history. With the Florida win, Bush led Gore in electoral votes nationally, 271 to 266 and out of legal options, Gore conceded. All that to say, it is still possible for President Trump to be sworn in despite the media coverage to the contrary. And whether or not President Trump is sworn in for another term, I think a civil war is imminent and that scares me. Consider this scenario. The media says, Joe Biden won the election. The Supreme Court says Donald Trump won the election. The media replies, Trump stole the election. Trump supporters say, yay, we stopped the steal. Biden supporters say, I hate all things Trump. I want to burn things. The media replies, Trump is bad. Stay tuned to our networks as we fan the flames, increasing our ratings, and thereby making more money with our commercials. I mean... Trump is bad, and now, sports and weather. In an environment like that, which is unlikely to change anytime soon, it's difficult to see a pathway to unity. Take, for example, what Don Lemon said recently on CNN. He said that he had to get rid of a lot of his friends because they were Trump supporters. He went as far as describing them, excuse me, comparing them to drug addicts.
1: Look at what's happening to them. We have to help them. They're all getting killed by this. Now it's happening here. Yeah. It's happening here right now at his own damn rallies. You know what the sad thing is? And I'll be honest with you. Um, I, have met, I have many people who I love in my life. And yeah, I come from a red state. I've lived in several red states. There are a lot of friends who I had to really get rid of because they, they are so nonsensical. When it comes to this issue, they have the whole every single talking point that they hear on state TV and that they hear from this president. They repeat it and they are blinded by it. And I just can, when I said to you the other night, there's no way they can't believe it. They can, you know, I was just goosing you in a way. Right. You know, they say I was, you know, um, break, yeah, goosing, goosing I was breaking works. your, you know, your works. So we'll okay. it's not like that'll be all over. The <laughs> Continue. So hey, but here's the thing. Um, I, I had to get rid of them. Because they are too far gone. I try and I try and I try. They'll say something really stupid and then I'll show them the science and I'll give them the information and they still repeat those talking points. And all the while, the state was a hot spot. Many if you look at the information that we put up last night that came up yesterday, showed you how the red states have now taken over where the blue states where people came in because there are bigger cities and there's more transmission, obviously, where where there are where people are closer together. And so now the red states are the problem. And I just I had to get rid of a lot of people in my life because sometimes you just have to let them go. I think that they have to hit rock bottom like an addict. Right, and they have to want to get help, they have to want to know the truth, they have to want to live in reality, they have to want to be responsible, not only for other people's lives, but for their lives. So you know what, I have had. it's so sad, and I don't know if after this, I will ever be able to go back and be friends with those people, because at a certain point you just say, they're too far gone, and I gotta let them go, and if they're willing to come back, and if they're re- willing to um, live in, in reality, then I will welcome them with open arms. But I can't do it. I can't do it anymore.
0: I've said it before, and <laughs> I'll keep saying it. Whether or not Trump is reelected for a second term, the political divisions in our society will not dissipate no matter who resides in the White House. So where does that leave us? If you are an American citizen or simply live in America, it seems inevitable that the topic of politics will present itself especially as the holidays loom near and traditional family gatherings happen. Whether it is a discussion over software glitches in voting machines or the media being silent about the coronavirus when thousands of Biden supporters and politicians celebrate in the streets without masks or social distancing, there is the chance of conflict. Now, multiply these incidents by a nation and quite possibly a second civil war could happen. How do we prevent this from happening, at least within our own spheres of influence? Well, I have a few suggestions. My first suggestion is to not involve yourself in political discussions. Avoid them like the plague. Why? Academic studies have proven that if someone's mind is made up on a topic, presenting opposing viewpoints based on facts will not matter. There is a uh, a study that was done by uh, several professors of sociology, political science, and statistical science from Duke University, Princeton University, and New York University. Uh, Their study was called, um, Exposure to Opposing Views Can Increase Political Polarization. And here is a quote from their study, which was dated, uh, let's see here, March 19th, 2018, so fairly recent. Uh, So quoting the summary, there is mounting concern that social media sites contribute to political polarization by creating echo chambers that insulate people from opposing views about current events we surveyed a large sample of Democrats and Republicans who visit Twitter at least three times each week about a range of social policy issues. One week later, we randomly assigned respondents to a treatment condition in which they were offered financial incentives to follow a Twitter bot for one month that exposed them to messages produced by elected officials, organizations, and other opinion leaders with opposing political ideologies. Respondents were resurveyed at the end of the month to measure the effect of this treatment. We found that Republicans who followed a liberal Twitter bot became substantially more conservative post-treatment. And Democrats who followed a conservative Twitter bot became slightly more liberal (laughs) post-treatment. So there is some academic research proving what you probably already knew. If someone's political views are already made up, chances are presenting them with facts contrary to what they believe won't convince them to change their mind. (laughs) Uh, This is my second suggestion. My second suggestion is to not allow ignorance to dictate the winner of an argument. Quick, what's in my left pocket? You have no idea? Then you are obviously not as smart as I am and so by extension my arguments are superior to yours. As ludicrous as that statement is, apply it to any political disagreement. Why did Trump do this? Why did Biden say that? If you say, I don't know the answer to your question, does that mean that you are any less competent than the person asking the question? I don't think so. I think it simply means you don't know the answer. If winning the argument is that important to you, simply say, I don't know, but I will research an answer and get back to you. This causes both parties to be knowledgeable. For one, doing some homework will cause you to better develop your fact-based points, and for two, It will cause your opponent to do research likewise. Maybe in doing so, they will be swayed to your viewpoint after doing some homework without you having to engage them further. And that brings me to my third suggestion. Third suggestion is to choose your battles wisely. For some people, politics is like a religion, and they wrap their personal identities in it. Just as you are unlikely to convince a Jewish person to adopt the Muslim faith, it is also unlikely to convince a deeply loyal Democrat or a deeply loyal Republican to jump ship for the other side, although it is certainly possible to do so, and it does happen. However, rarely. This is where discernment comes into play. If your intention is to persuade people away from the opposing party, take the advice of the late, great Herman Cain, who said repeatedly on his talk show and in interviews, quote, you save the savable. Some people are just never going to get it. Don't waste a huge amount of time on those. All my other suggestions can be summed up with this. Be polite. If you remain calm and take the high road, there's a chance, a chance, that they will do likewise. Stick to the facts without being defensive. Don't take it personal. Keep emotion out of it. If the sky is blue, do you really have to explain that? No, it just is. And finally, Limit contact with people who simply want to be difficult. Agree to disagree and preserve relationships when possible. My hope in sharing this is that it would help us as a society better get along with one another. However, I am not ignorant that some will be triggered by this podcast nonetheless. That's fine. I'm okay with people disagreeing with me. But I would ask this if we ever were friends before, are we still friends now? Is our friendship bigger than politics? Or is that all there is? You have been listening to the Things I Think About podcast. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard i want to know about it drop me an email i can be reached at Stroud. that's j-i-m-s-t-r-o-u-d at jimstroud.com so until next time bye bye